Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking Podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Mirta. And we have done what we said we'd do <laughs> on the last podcast and had a go at the fishbone structure diagram and five whys kind of together. We have integrity. Yeah, there you go. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking Podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. All right. So just a, a bit of context, um, you know, in case you listened to the podcast a couple of weeks ago or you haven't listened to it at all. Um, on the last episode, we, well, I'll go back two episodes, actually. Two episodes ago, we talked about the uh, five whys method. And then we we sort of concluded it was useful, but a bit basic. Uh, and the more advanced version when looking into it seemed to be this fishbone diagram. Um, so you can look both of those up, five whys and fishbone diagram. And so we did a podcast about that. We realized during the podcast, well, we should really actually have a go at this on a real problem we've got rather than sort of imagining it and and working through everything. So that's what we did. Um, We applied it to, well, we applied it to more referrals uh, in the the Black Belt and Thinking because that's something we're talking about at the moment anyway. Uh, So what what we found, I think you found one or two and I found one or two sort of instruction sets online. Yeah and did our best to follow them. They were pretty standard. Um, I tried to find, I think one was not quite from university, but from some sort of pretty formal education. Another one was, I don't know, maybe Wikipedia or something. I can't remember. So like any of these tools, everybody's got their own sort of spin on how to use them, but we tried to find some pretty standardized instructions to follow. And got stuck into it. So what did we do? We, I do want to, Tell everyone what we did, how how we followed the process. I do, but I just wanna I just now that I'm we're obviously we've done this and now we are retelling what we did. Yeah. Um and one of the things that I think is worth mentioning that sort of came up for us when we were doing this process is that the problem that we picked to work on was that we don't get as many BBIT referrals as we'd like. And then we thought mm, a lot of the times when people do the five whys or the fishbone diagram, they are identifying a quality issue. Oh, yeah. And so I'm not sure how this is going to translate. Yeah, it was often a lot of the examples we looked at for both of them, right? It was like, we've already got this process in place for something and we have an issue. And so how do we track back to where the issue is in the process and fix it sort of thing? Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's maybe a limitation. Perhaps, because we did a little differently. I mean, we get referrals now for the BBIT, so you could say that our rate wanting is more great. Is, is that a quality issue? <laughs> yeah, wanting more is a quality issue, but it's we not really. We get bad referrals. We don't. We <laughs> So be that as it may, yeah. the problem we picked was not necessarily a quality issue, but it was a problem. Yeah. 
And it's one of those handy, so you never would think that something being a root cause diagramming method, it it should not matter what you are diagnosing, which a root cause to what you are diagramming should not be, um, should not matter. Yeah. A root cause is a root cause. Yeah, that's right. But that's kind of maybe a little disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I want to talk about that a little bit at the end as well. The root cause, well, the cause and effect. Technically, this is a cause and effect diagram as defined by uh, all of the instruction sets we found. So, exactly. Yeah. So what, what we did was we basically started off with the head of the fish, which was our problem. So our problem is that we don't get as many BBIT referrals as we would like. BBIT being the black belt in thinking course that we run. Um, and then what we did is we, I, the next step was really to identify a handful of subheadings, subcategories yeah. of potential causes. So for us, that would, we did, we, we kind of maybe copied what we saw online. Yeah, I think we copied for a couple and came up with a couple. There didn't seem to be strong rules for this. It was kind of like, I don't know, your six biggest areas to brainstorm a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how how much detail we want to go into into here. I'm, oh, I mean, I'm not inclined to read out the entire, because we're looking at it right now. I'm not inclined to read out everything that's on here. Um, but I did kind of like that we came up with these subcategories because it focused my thinking. But I also don't like that we came up because it focused my thinking. And I feel like my thinking was now framed from the point of view of these categories. And maybe I feel like we missed out Bit on putting them. something down because it didn't fit into any of these categories. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I mean, if we uh, talk about our way later, focus on this way <laughs> for now. But yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. Um, you sort of decided what the six would be. And, you know, based on the instructions, it sounds like a common way to come up with, say, the major areas would be the people involved. Like you might get somebody represents sales, somebody represents marketing, somebody represents um production somebody yeah. who represents design whatever but yeah then maybe no one considers a finance issue because nobody from finance is there right <laughs> um so yeah that's what we did we i'll i'll tell you what the subcategories for us were we had participants so it, it could be their fault it could be all <laughs> the people that do the course they could be the root cause of us not having as many referrals. It could be the Viago people. There could be something about the way we are, the way we interact with our customers. It yep. could be the course itself, the quality, the content of the course itself. Yep. Um, process. Um, and I'm not sure what where we went with this. I'm assuming you went the referral process or like they're off. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. I'll let you finish the other two. Yeah. The other two were policy, um, which I'm not sure if I've seen in many um, fish diagrams. And mm. we had our website as a category, be be that right or wrong. 
um, we thought maybe there's something to do with the way people interact with our website. Maybe that's a part of the process. I don't know. Well, that's the point I was just going to make. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of overlap here, really, isn't there? Like, Viago people and course is tricky because we create the course. And then you think about process. You're like, well, is the process a part of the course? And as you it say, shopping down cart, to people. Is, that, is that related to the process? <laughs> and the policies are set by the Viago people. And then the participants, well, is what they do based on the course or the process? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if we could just get some better Viago people and better participants, none of this would be a problem. There really. you go. If you're, if you're <laughs> listening to this and thinking you'd be a better participant and you'd refer more people, please sign up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are a past participant and you have not referred anyone, shame on you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did we do next? All right. So then we basically you just dump everything you can think of to do with each one of these subjects along the sort of uh, uh, it's not the spine anymore, is it? It's like a, a ribs, a rib, a rib. The <laughs> fish have ribs. <laughs> they do in our diagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, along those are uh, the fillets. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, just with post-it notes, pretty much just a whole pile of. They they don't actually have to be facts. They're just ideas. It's basically brainstorming. It seems. Um, it seems. You know, that's what the instruction says. What we did. So you're you're just listing as many like as many things as you can think of that might be an issue, and I think you worry about dealing with whether they are or not later at, the, at this point. And then, yeah, which is, which is a little bit, um, anti-causal. Yeah. Yeah. Little, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a brainstorm. Well, you're casting the fish really wide. Like you're thinking, let's just cover everything possible. Yeah. I guess, and then you're going to filter later. Yeah. Which is normally a, a part of a creative process. You try not to filter before. It's true, yeah. But one part I did like about this is it reminds me a little of uh, the PIT process where everybody gets to say, you know, obviously it was only the two of us, but from what I understand from this point is you don't shut people down. You're just dumping ground of ideas because, you know, exactly what you say, creative process, you don't want to limit. You don't. If you already knew what the problem was, you wouldn't be doing this process. <laughs> Yeah. So by telling someone no, that's not it. Like, well, you yeah. don't know what it is because you're doing this process. <laughs> so th I like that part of it. Um, yeah, fair enough. The the instructions then seem to diverge a little bit. I think some of the the instructions you had said you should basically do five ways on every single one of these post-its. Yeah. Whereas at least one of the sets I was following said you should then basically consider the the brain dumps and decide which you think are major causes are legitimate drivers and then just do the five wires on those ones so that's a bit different i guess it's a and that's what we did isn't it yeah yeah and i guess that's a sort of focus and time saver thing um yeah not very scientific though is it because no. if i knew what the actual causes were well yeah i, just I mean look wasted we... a whole bunch of time thinking of poss all the possible it's like Hey, the more the merrier. But hang on, we actually know what we're talking about here. It's only these two. So let's look at only these two. Yeah. 
So, so for people, we, we picked one from participants, lack of information. You know, if we if we don't give participants the information on how to refer, they're unlikely to do it. Seemed yep. like a fairly strong candidate. And another one was from process was that there weren't, there's no like direct incentives to participants to refer of any sort. Um, again, you know, seems like a legit thing. If people don't have any driver to do something, I won't do it. Yeah. So we picked those two and did, I'm not sure we made it to five Ys. We did about three Ys, four Ys. Um, and felt like that had sort of covered it. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. It's, I understood that process. I still felt like there's, you know, so much we did not even consider because we've just picked two that resonated. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you want everybody in the, like, let's say there's six people, one representing each of these areas. Maybe you want everyone to pick at least one, like the strongest one, and they do the five whites on it. I, I don't mm. know. Or maybe it's a matter of fail fast. Maybe. So pick one, get it, get down to the nitty-gritty of it, fix it. If it's not, not it, you're gonna know because you're not gonna have you would not have fixed the problem. So go and pick another one. And this is where the five whys really does dig into as you just said the nitty-gritty. We we talked about well we talked about this since as a what'd you say before like a quality diagnostic tool yeah it makes sense like let's like i picture like a production line you know let's say um i don't know cars is what everyone goes through right so it's easy let's say it's like a car production line something's gone wrong going to that point and asking those people why did that happen and they go oh well it's because you know we didn't have enough screws yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We'll go to the people who supply you the screws and ask them why they didn't deliver enough screws. And they go, oh, well, um, you know, the screws weren't strong enough and half of them were breaking. And so we've had, oh, okay, cool. We'll go to the, I don't know, the people who do the metal stuff mm. quality. Mm. <laughs> um, it just seems like you're passing blame further and further down. Yeah. But I can also see how it's useful, you know, to yeah. drill in and, and find a root cause of a single, you know, that single chain. Yeah. Um, but when you extrapolate it out to something like this, it doesn't seem as useful. It's nowhere near as tight causality. Like if you say why why did your production slow down? I ran out of screws and had to go find them. That's probably true. Like the person probably hasn't made that up. They're mm-hmm. probably not making a correlation error. <laughs> like, and then if you go, oh, okay, cool, and you ask the person who supplies the screws why didn't you have enough screws for station six? And they go, oh, well, we've had shit quality with them, so we just couldn't supply enough. You go, again, probably true. Like you've got a fairly tight, relatively reasonable chain of events here. Whereas when you extrapolate it out to what we're doing here, it's all guesswork, right? And the more it becomes guesswork, it's still useful because of necessity logic, right? These things are necessary but not sufficient like i i think if we say oh there's a lack of information right that that they probably do need more information having more information isn't going to cause it to be fixed <laughs> but it is something that's missing and i think uh i think that's a big difference is these get talked about as cause and effect diagrams but they've got n- none of the structure supports actual cause and effect like you know what just occurred to me? I had a brain fart as you were talking. Yeah. 
In the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that we picked a problem that's not necessarily a quality problem. It is a problem. Yeah. I wonder if something is a quality problem. It is a lot easier to identify causality because you are asking why something happened. There either is or is not evidence of, of something happening and the chain of events to that have led it to happen. As opposed to a problem that we're trying to solve, which is innovative. And we are. It's, yeah. This Am is I like just a. confusing it all or. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, I, I might be using this wrong incorrectly, but I think this is a deductive tool. Deductive. I was going to say. Whereas. And I, I have a feeling that maybe we've actually. Maybe as a deductive tool. It should only be used on things that have happened that we have knowledge of. And we need to just pinpoint where exactly we went wrong. What interesting. I might have a little look into this. I haven't at the, at right now, but the probably the closest I get to something like that um, is I like I like reading. I like, like I don't, well, kind of, anyway. Um, yeah, ac- accident investigation reports. Figuring yeah. out what went wrong. Uh, obviously, particularly aircraft-related ones, but sometimes I read it because I go on the ATSB um, website, which is like the Accident Transport Safety Board or whatever it is, um, and read these sometimes. And sometimes there's other ones. Like there's like a train, like a train, there was a train that derailed out of Melbourne like a year or two ago. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So, I mean, they're not, they don't give you in-depth reports of every detail, right? But it's it's like a page or so, maybe a couple of pages write up sort of thing. And I always find those really interesting. And those would be deductive, right? So I wonder, I might have a little look into whether this tool is used in that industry or what that industry does use um, to investigate these sort of things, because that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. It could work quite well there, where you you go, oh, well, did the train derail because, I don't know, maybe there's a chain of events, da-da-da-da, some brake locked or something. I'm totally making this up now. I can't remember what the cause was. Um, but you go, all right, well, let's look for evidence that the brakes locked up or something. And then you find it, you go, all right, well, you know, it was like, um, that, do you know that YouTuber? Oh, you probably don't. Um, you, am I too old, Cronin? No, it's a, it's an aviation YouTuber, oh, but no. he, he, um, he jumped out of his plane and filmed it. Oh, I do know that. And he was, he was fined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I yeah. do know that. <laughs> Like imagine putting the evidence on YouTube as well. Like it's just anyway. Yeah. But that's a good example because you know they got to the crash site and um I can't remember. He said his engine stopped or whatever, and there was like plenty of fuel in the tanks and the you know uh, yeah they can investigate these things right because yeah. fuel starvation is one of the primary causes of engine failure. Right. Something causes the engine to run out of fuel. It's like ninety percent of cases. It's it's that. Yeah. And sometimes it's they don't have enough fuel on board. Other times it's fuel pump didn't work. Sometimes it's even the pilot selected the wrong tank. All of these things. So it's like one of the first things they looked at and they're like, fuel system looks fine. Looks like fuel was turned off. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, you know, the guy had like fire, fire extinguishers strapped to his legs and like 16 GoPros on the plane and shit. He was yeah. obviously doing it for, for views. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like, you know, they can work backwards through that cause they can go, well, 
if <laughs> yeah maybe if it's a specific case of something yeah so if i had to say oh why did john who clearly enjoyed the course not refer anyone yeah and then i go what what are all the possible reasons john and then lauren pipes up with nobody ever asked him to we don't have a referral process <laughs> and pipes up with a bunch of reasons as to why this specific case happened i think would be a lot easier than tackling something a bit more abstract high level abstract yeah yeah, yeah. so in its element this tool might be actually be far more effective than we're perhaps giving it a bit of credit for yeah. however i will defend us a little by saying <laughs> that that's not defined anywhere you know it's Correct. like it's like when it's like when you look at agile and scrum things and then people just cherry pick random shit out of it and take it into their i don't know whatever team marketing team or something and they'll, they've totally like destroyed the effects that the things were there for in the first place like if, if you want to go oh well this works you know if you use it effective like properly it works effectively for a software team okay sure mm -hmm. And then they cherry pick bits out of it and then try and use it in their marketing team. And then everybody just bitches about how crap Scrum is and how it's, you know, it's a farce and it's a waste of time and stuff. It's like, well, it, <laughs> yeah, it is if you do it like that. At the same time, you have to admit, you have a tool out there that's yeah. being used a certain way. Yeah, that's true. Um, so is it just a cop out to say people are using it wrong? Um, I just think it should be clearer in any set of instructions what the actual purpose, like what it's designed to do. Like if you think of our yeah. tools, we teach, I forget, over the BBIT, I should probably know. I would say somewhere between 10 and 15 tools. Between the ABC tools, the, the cause and effect oh, yeah. tools, the yeah. uh, problem solving tools, the implementation tool, you know, across there's probably two or three for each of those. So I, I, I don't know, I reckon... Well, foundations is five weekends, five tools, right? Causing change is five weekends, five tools. So there's 10. And there's a bit more in um, reality engineering and a bit more in ABC. So yeah, let's say 15. We're, we're, we're quite, while we say don't be like dogmatic over which tool to use when, like if it works, it works. We also are quite clear on this is, this is when you use this tool and this is why it's most helpful. Even a cloud on a druid, sorry for people who haven't done the course, um, this might not make a lot of sense, although maybe you should do the course. Um, <laughs> difference between a cloud and a druid. There's a lot of overlap there, and you can often use one or the other and still get to an answer, but one is more useful in certain circumstances and the other is more useful in others. And actually... And we try and be quite clear quite about big, which to use. Yeah, and it seems like you could use both an either or but once you get it, I actually just redid our course. And that was probably the one thing that I got was that distinction. And I was like, it's something clicked. And I was like, no, it's way more powerful to use a Druid on a problem that has happened over and over and over and over again. Because, tying <laughs> that back to what we said about five minutes ago, because you can clearly map out the causality. It's, it's like the screw incident with, you know, not enough screws or something. You, you know it's happened. Yeah. You go, I have been in this meeting four times when we've made this decision, and this is the chain of events, and I know yeah. I'm writing that correctly. Whereas if it's something like what we're doing here, using a Druid for something like this, you're making it up. 
so what's missing here, Cronin, for us? What what did we do? So we did we follow the process. Yep. We came up with a bunch of potential causes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um. So what did you and I then do? That's sort of off script. That's not a part of the fishbone process. Well, we basically did a more of an obstacle analysis, right? And what is an obstacle? Analysis? Uh, so, so we so we treated these as like if we want these to be true, what's preventing them from being true? And we were, oh, well, the you know these let's say five things. All right, cool. What order would you put those in to overcome them to to get them done? I right, put them in this order. Cool. Now you've got like a little project plan to implement to try and cause that thing to change. And it might or it might not work. That is one of the downsides is we, you know, as we admitted, we are somewhat guessing here. Um, but it's a necessity tool. So saying we think these things are necessary. They're not sufficient. They're, you know, they're not going to cause it. It's like fueling your car. It's necessary for it to start, but it's not going to cause it on its own. Filling the tank, you leave the car outside, you have to worry about it randomly starting. Like, yeah, because you filled the tank. So we broke these down into, yeah, the obstacles. Sorry, we take the obstacles, we convert them into objectives, basically saying, well, what will it look like once so obstacles overcome? Um, uh, the obstacle is the way, you know, the same method used by Roman Emperor 2000 years ago. Shout out to Marcus Aurelius, clever guy, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, so these tools aren't new. Um, and then, yeah, and then we had to have a plan, um, to, to implement with that. So what I guess is different in that case, I think treating it as, as a, like, as a plan of things to test and change, as opposed to treating it as a cause and effect map of what is happening. And this is this is referred to as a cause and effect diagram, but I don't think it works very well as one, unless perhaps the specific case we were talking about, the deductives kind of after the fact case. Yeah. Um, so for me, what's missing is there is no scrutiny of the cause and effect connection. So you're saying something oh, yeah. causes something? Yeah. You just, the only thing to do is to potentially test it. And if it's happened and it's a problem, I understand that you can go test it. But if it's a circumstance like this where you're looking to improve something as opposed to solve a problem, like solve a issue that's occurring, you kind of got no way of doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. So that sort of brings us to, if we had to summarize everything that's happened. Yeah. And I know that in our previous podcast, when we just discussed the fishbone diagram, we did kind of cover the pros and the cons. But for me, the biggest con sort of still remains that this is supposed to be a root cause analysis tool. Yeah, And when you do see it referenced online and examples used, there always seem to be multiple root causes yeah. identified with these tools, which yeah. to me is an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because you, you don't actually say root causes. Root cause <laughs> yeah. seems, to, seems to be a singular. Yeah, you're looking for the the root, which 
see analogy is kind of funny actually because the way you know many roots from a tree but many roots from a tree i get that but you're right it's not the the root causes it's the root like the root cause and 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 to add to that when it's described it talks about finding you know the key thing to solve not like the 120 contributing factors to solve correct So yeah. So yeah, the the process kind of for me that's what's missing. The main things that are missing are the actual scrutiny of of the causalities. It seems to be sufficient that someone thinks something and we put it down, and it's a big brainstorming session. Yeah. Um. Which. Yes, it may be okay if it's deductive, but it may not because we're only limited by what we know. Yeah. So we might be going off on a tangent using the information that we have access to. And exactly. we might be go- going down the wrong rabbit holes. Yeah. I, I could see this as a useful tool. I'm actually now imagining it as a, you know, that now that we've got the three courses built, we've been talking about um adding in like single module auxiliary sort of courses i could i could actually see us making one for five five wise or fishbone have you been converted to be a fishboner a what a fistionado that came out (laughs) wrong i'm going to redo this have you been converted to a fishbone diagram aficionado uh no I, I think I think it's like any tool, it's got its place, you know? The old what is it? You don't you don't you don't hammer in a screw. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's like that. I but I can see how it's got a niche that's particularly useful that I'm I'm just trying to go through in my head whether the tools that we have are just as useful. I don't think they are. I don't think they're bad, but I can see how if you have a specific problem in an existing process as a as a deductive tool to figure out how that came to be a problem, I can see it being quite useful. And I like the fact that it still fits into a course. You can easily do a cause and effect diagram on it using the exact same diagramming functions we use. I would, of course, have assumptions on that diagram. Yep. Yep. You wouldn't just, you know, when you say, oh, well, the because the last uh, you know, screws broke, you wouldn't just go, okay, cool. Well, that, that causes it then. You go, all right, yeah. well, what's, what, what? I'll take your words. Last screws broke, but what else about that makes it a problem? So you make it clear. Uh, but I, yeah, I could see you know a, a kind of little pillar cause and effect diagram that you you that you build backwards rather than we usually build them up up from. We usually build them based on effects from causes, but doing the opposite. I could yeah. see it. Yeah, I could see it being its own thing. And nice. It, but you, yeah, for for a specific case. But yeah, I, I think it's it's quite good in in that case. I think um, we have actually filmed ourselves doing this. Um, so for people who are interested, we can send them a time lapse. Yeah, of no. the way we've built this process and yeah. used the process. I don't know if it's going to be of any use or interest to anyone, so we're not going to do it. But if anyone does want it, um, if you just reach out to us over email yeah we can send that your way or at the very least seeing a screenshot of what it looks like (laughs) that would be easier wouldn't it 
yeah, maybe we can attach a screenshot to the um uh the post on the website with that that's attached to this uh let's do that. Uh this podcast. Yeah, let's do that so people can see it. Cool. Okay. Um, as is the case with any tools, go out and use it for yourself. See yeah, what absolutely. you make of it, see what you think limitations are, see what worked for you. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you if you have a crack at it as well. Just shoot us an email, you know, a single sentence or something is fine. Or, you know, even better would be screenshots, but whatever. Um, yeah, that'd be great. But I'd, I'd recommend trying to, yeah, trying to find somewhere where you've got an existing process and you've got an issue in that process. I think, I think you get the most out of it doing it there. I agree. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. And uh, see you in a couple of weeks.